0: do some comparison tonight. I don't know if we've ever done this before, but we kind of refer the scriptures back and forth. I'm going to uh, come on up here. We're just kind of going to have open session tonight and, and discuss because this, this particular scriptures we're going to talk about tonight involves everybody and association, Christian association, and I think you've heard us discuss and comment several times recently how that seems to be more and more vacated. And if, if nothing else, at least displaced our association. And we come to church and uh, we meet here and the Bible tells us to do that, basically. Uh, Forsake not what? Gather yourself together. Yeah. The yeah. uh, Bible tells us that for a reason. That's not the particular subject tonight, uh, or, or the scripture anyway strength in numbers. That's it. And we do draw strength from association. Amen. Um, there's something about spiritual connection and when I'm speaking spirit, I'm talking Holy Spirit connection and connectivity. Let's put it that way. There's so many people in the Christian realm today that are totally disconnected from one another. I don't know how they even function. Because there's quite a degree of people that just don't want anything to do with others uh they might come in and they do their thing and then they're gone and and there's never any association at all but association is vital for Christians in order for us to survive and we find biblically that more so in troublesome times more so in times where they were really persecuted and really challenged and oppressed even and and uh, we see that that is the glue, if I can use that term now, the glue that held the fabric of the early church together was their commitment to each other first of all their commitment to God their commitment to one another and their attitude that togetherness was the key element that kept them together harnessed together and more effective than they would trying to go it alone Okay. Did anybody here find out you're not going to make it alone? Amen. Amen. I mean, you might for a little while, but it's not going to carry on right. very far. Uh, so, back to what I was saying about the spiritual connection. When Christians are united in accord and harmony, and and we've talked about all this before, the the um, that atmosphere of nearness, not necessarily. Physically, even though we are here in the church service, but spiritually, and then we can receive. And I've, Brother Tanner and I've talked this before. There's, uh, I don't remember the correct term, but something like this: spiritual vibes. You get so close that you just, you know how twins are. That kind of one of them knows what the other one's going to do and what the other one's thinking, and you kind of get to that uh, kind of uh, sense of the word. So we're going to talk about tonight, and uh, we're going to start out in. Uh, uh, book of Ephesians here and turn over there as we open up here let's just have a little bit of discussion and uh, let's you know there's usually several that want to uh, relate or comment so let's keep it as nipped as we can but still get our point across uh, because the clock runs out and then we're, we're out of here before we know it uh, but anyway Um, that that you have found out that your nearness or closeness or relationship with other Christians has proven maybe vital to you in a particular instance in your life if you can share that tonight sometimes we can't share personal things but if you can just kind of share with us tonight if you can remember any time that that was your really I guess you'd say your victory uh, in a situation is there anybody anybody here married (laughs) oh my goodness spiritual partners yeah how many times husbands is your wife kind of been there and been your source and I know we're talking about a different kind of relationship here but it's still relationship Uh, a Christian home husband wife Christian Christian children tell you what it's a marvelous atmosphere In my years of doing something else, I have seen so many people that are dysfunctional and out of order and no communications, no fellowship, no kind of contact. I mean, it's just absolutely an empty home. Uh, So thank God if you've got a Christian home tonight you've got a Christian husband, Christian wife, Christian children, because there is kind of the epitome of what I'm talking about, even though it is a deeper degree of of, uh, connection and relationship. But anyway, um, maybe it was just an end of it. Maybe it was a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fight it in, and, and maybe that is something that really rescued you yeah. at
1: some point. Let me speak yes, sir, go ahead. on that just real quick. Um, you know, we just said it, too. You never make it anywhere alone, right. ever. You don't ever make it anywhere alone. Even though you might take credit as you did, you know, you might think you made it there without a lot of help but you always got to have assistance and one thing that I noticed and I'm not going to speak about a, a particular thing because it's happened in my life more than one time uh, especially for those of you out there that have personalities that are geared towards individualization meaning you ra- would rather operate alone and in that you're you know people are kind of prone they just kind of want to go and do their own thing they don't want nobody involved but the, there's some high lessons that I've learned in this area over the years uh, with my wife church family and it's it's something that you notice with God. You, you pray and you ask God to get you out of certain situations nothing seems to be happening and what I learned over the years is is when you know that you can't make it anywhere alone but yet you are trying to get out of something and you are stuck. Has anyone ever felt like you're stuck before? And it's like I keep turning my wheels but something I'm, there's like a piece is missing a lot of times the missing piece is simply help from someone else And that God will allow you to jam yourself in a corner and and will allow you to stay there Mm -hmm. until you realize that the help has been in front of you the whole time. Mm -hmm. It's like, all you got to do is just ask for some help. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: How how many of you, and this is a rule, like I said, it's very general. I'm I'm not keying on any one thing. How many of you have ever come down and asked for prayer and you, I mean, it was tearing you up inside and you finally admitted, you know what, I need some help. I need prayer. And you came down, and when you got prayer, everything changed. Anybody? Amen. Well, think about it. That's a pure example of finally asking for help, bringing someone else into the situation, and then getting your help. Now, there's a lot of different levels, and there's a lot of different ways that that can be executed. But I've learned over the years that, you know, when you got You know, you got warfare going on. You got a lot of things in your life that are, you know, very difficult. And maybe you've even got some intimate things that you would rather not share with everybody. That's perfectly fine. You don't have to air your laundry to everybody, but you do have to be willing to confess that you have a problem. You do have to be willing to confess that you're in a situation that you don't know how to get out of. And a lot of times it is in that key component of there being more than one person being a part of your situation, Mm -hmm. saying, I can't get out of this by myself. I'm going to need to bring in somebody else in on this. A lot of times, yes, it's from a, from a fundamental standpoint, as pastor said, from a fundamental standpoint, you always start with your spouse. you just like, hey, I need, would you pray for me? I mean, they, they, you think, well, I know that. Well, then, then some people just <coughs> bypass that thing altogether mm-hmm. and just forget it. But your, your spouse is there to assist you, spiritually speaking, uh, there to assist you. Then you begin to surround yourself with people that can agree with you and pray with you. But uh, going back, Pastor, we, we don't ever get anywhere in matter where, No matter where, we, no matter where we've, we've been or where we're going.
0: Amen. Um, you think back to the, the early church, and I mention that often because I think we need to reflect back yeah. on the beginnings. How it, as much as we can try to imagine the situations they face and the loneliness, I mean, they were a small band that was alienated basically from the rest of society because they were rejected. And they had to count on each other. They had to have extreme confidence in each other and rely upon one another like nothing else. And I think that's a teaching even to the church of today. As distances many have come from that, um, it, and in so doing, as the church has distanced itself from this kind of relationship, in in a way they've weakened the ability of the church. Because the ability of the church, first lies in God, then it lies in those that make up the church. Mm-hmm. And if we can't connect and we can't have relationship, then we're not going to experience the really the the fullness that God is. Because there's something in the mix that's interfering. And it's pure relationship, lack of relationship. Uh, We're going to go to some scriptures here. Uh, But I thought, speaking to the disciples, how many times you think, uh, and we we see it scripturally, we see it in the the verses, times they were discouraged and and down. I mean, think about Peter when he denied Christ. How terrible he must have felt. And, And he went off weeping. Now, the Bible doesn't go into this but at some point, he reunited with the other disciples, and you know I, I really believe within me that he had to confide in them and say, "Look what I did." And I believe, even though the, not, don't please don't take what I'm saying and say, "Well, Brother John said that's in the Bible." I'm just I'm I'm kind of uh, speculating here that there had to be something take place because they remained a tight knit group. Even though later they become scattered because of persecution, and some went this way and some went that way, uh, but all in all, the many times that they had to totally rely upon one another for any kind, really, peace of mind, because they they were hunted, they were, you know, I mean, it was a lot worse than we can even imagine. So anyway, speaking of relationship, uh, go to the book of Ephesians tonight.
3: I just know. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, i mean, Ephesians, but it, it's there's some things that are so personal. The devil beats you down with them and keeps you in the dark, and he come doesn't. On, want, that's good. He up. doesn't want you to bring it out in light because if you bring it out of light, then it can get handled and dealt with. And I know there's been instances and things I've had come up and for prayer for before, and even to you to ask for prayer to to get the victory in certain things. And it wasn't I. It, I got it once like that, you know, but got. Anyway, but to be able to fight for that victory, you need other people in the battle with yes. you, fighting, praying for you, whether they know the full details of everything you're dealing with or not. They, as long as they got right. a crummer, as like you're dealing with this subject or that subject, as long as they know, they can kind of battle with you. And those, unless it's something specific you ask for for prayer, but there's one instance in scripture that spoke out to me with some things that I battle with. Uh, I'll try to read it quick. Uh, in Ephesians uh, was it 5 8 for you were formerly in darkness but now you are in light of the Lord walk as children in light for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness righteousness and truth proving what is pleasing to the Lord and do not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness instead expose them for it is shameful to even speak of those things which are done by them in secret but all things are exposed when they are revealed by the light for everything that becomes visible is light mm-hmm. so when it's out in the light whatever that dark thing is in you, whether it's fear or some addiction whatever it is you're dealing with it once you get it out in the light, that's when God can do something with it. But as I've noticed in my walk, that you want to keep it in the dark. You want to keep it hidden. And it's like, no, like we try to go at it alone and battle it by ourselves. But we can't, it's a battle we can't fight on our own and to defeat those things. And I'm thankful for this church and for you.
0: Excellent. You brought that up. Uh, say why here in just a minute. But. Uh, Sean's right. The the relationship element is a strengthening element. I know I've touched on that already some, but there seems to be scripturally and, and biblically reinforced and supported that that element alone is really many times what changed entire situations. Banding together. How can two walk together unless they agree? Uh, threefold cords not easily broken that's scriptures Uh, so in of course there's strength in numbers but there can only be strength in numbers when those numbers are of the same purpose and same mind working towards the same thing you can have a lot of fibers that make up a rope but as long as they lay out here and remain single fibers on the ground and nobody ever picks them up and begins to braid them into a, a rope and the more you braid it the stronger it becomes if nobody ever joins in relationship and I'm going to say maintains that relationship and and enforces it and reinforces it then it's not going to ever be the real strength that the church needs and I'm going to say especially this day and time I'm telling you it's coming we better get we better get braided together real tight and real good there's (coughs) some things coming Um, Sean was reading really just above where we're going first of all tonight and it kind of starts with a strange verse but I noticed at the end of this verse, there's, a, and I always get these mixed up. Misty might have to help me. The double dot is a colon or semicolon. No. Colon. 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 Got a colon here. What's that mean? More to come, right? right? Right. And the more to come is explaining what's going to be said first. Okay, it's found in verse eighteen, and we we I preached on this one, and I mean it, it was a lot, lot of fine and and uh, anyway, it says in in the. Uh, Uh, fifth chapter of Ephesians verse 18 and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit colon how does that strike anybody just think about it man don't be drunk with wine whereas in excess but be filled with the spirit how do we get filled with the spirit that's a good question Amen. well you go down there and get prayed for and the Holy Ghost baptizes well yeah but no let's back up here and see what this means but be filled with the spirit how do you get filled with the spirit what's filled now this this is biblical this is a supernatural part filled Biblically, it doesn't mean full, stay full. it means overflowing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you get up? O- if you fill something up, how do you make it overflow? You add more to it, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to be filled in biblical proportions here, how are we filled with the Spirit by continually adding to, right? How do we continually add to? No word. The word we're going to see after this little creature, punctuation called a colon, the government speaking to yourselves oh how do you speak to yourself if you don't communicate Huh? there's some golden eggs in scripture you know what? you just gotta find them so we got to be filled with the spirit but the very next thing it says speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody In your heart to the Lord. Now, how do we do that? It's not necessarily talking about a concert. I don't even like that word, church. I really don't. I see it advertised. To me, that's performing. I'm not performing. Serving, right? Whole another thing. Whole another subject. But okay so if we're going to be filled with the Spirit and he says how after this punctuation how and this is how he immediately addresses it Paul does (coughs) excuse me to the Ephesian church by speaking to yourselves in psalms hymns and spiritual songs doing what else singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord how do we do that worship how do we let's break it open and, and define how do we really do that though how do we really if it comes from the heart can you just put some words on a billboard and okay, let's sing that right there. Oh, all of a sudden we've got a relationship, right? A no. This is personal. Mm-hmm. This is sister on sister, brother on brother, Christian on right. Christian. You, you're you're communicating. You're, you're communicating what's in here, right. the spiritual things that if you're filled with the spirit, this is how you become more filled, you associate, you discuss, you communicate, you you pray, you uh, praise, you worship, you do all the things. I mean, this pretty much outlines it all. When it says this, this is talking about worship. And we can go right back to the scripture and, uh, about worshiping in spirit and truth. This fits right in there. Mm-hmm. How can we worship in spirit and truth if we're not really interested in having a relationship with other Christians?
1: Your turn. <laughs> well, it's not going to work. Um and, and it all it has a lot to do with the, you know the articulation of heart. So I mean, you know, you think about articulating what's inside of you and then conveying that to someone else. I think a lot of times that's probably one of the biggest struggles is articulating what you're actually having go on and actually passing that on to someone else. So um, you know, the truth, we know it's the rule of thumb, truth sets you free, right? Right. So if there's something that needs to be articulated that's going on inside and you articulate that out to someone else truth is revealed right you speak that forth you say all right let me tell you it's like you know you get with a brother or sister you say all right let me tell you the truth you ever say that before all right i want to tell you the truth and then you tell them whatever that is you're articulating a, a, a part of the heart you're articulate you're getting that out and so it is like as pastor said i'm going to connect those two together it's impossible to worship in spirit and in truth and to come in together in, in, in unification if you've not articulated that if you've got a bunch of things that you're holding back and you're 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 reserved and you're you're like well you know what uh, you go worship the way you want to worship I'm gonna worship the way I want to worship and it's it's impossible it's it's impossible to bring that together and I think a lot of times too it um, <clears throat> we need to remember that it's not just a it's not just a numbers game. It's not just a matter of taking one and then combining it with one. There's something spiritual that actually happens mm-hmm. when you bring the believers together. And it's something that's not even really on the, you know, on the map as far as let's try to figure out how this thing works. When you bring believers together and they come into agreement, something spiritual just happens. And it, I, I think at times you can't articulate that. You can't figure that out. Yeah. Um, we've seen God do things in, in the midst of praise and worship That cannot be explained that we cannot figure out but I think it's meant to be that way but we'll never find that you know you're never gonna explore that you're never gonna you're never gonna go in that direction if we have not given up the depths of our heart
0: exactly well said because true fellowship starts in the heart yep you can't have a heart that doesn't care the thing in the world about associating with anybody and try to go through uh, any kind of Christian activity, really, I mean, you can pretend all you want to, but I'm talking and be genuine. I think the church suffers greatly for genuineness, true sincerity, anybody agree with that? This church suffers because of lack of it. Uh, James went so far in uh, 516 of his writing, he said, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another, for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Okay, so how are you going to confess your fault? What's a fault? Actually, the word means trespass. Short comments, yeah. We don't go there, do we? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: now, in some of these things, you'll remember, if you've been here very long, we've talked about some of these things, we have this one. And you certainly don't be foolish. You don't go blab your business to just anybody and everybody to the biggest gossip in town, or everybody's going to know it. And there's a a huge element of confidence associated with the scripture I just quoted. You have to have confidence in somebody in order to confess certain things. That's right. Really a lot of things. Because you know how it is. Remember the old game? You whisper in this person's ear, then they whisper in that one, then ten people back here. It ain't even what it started up here. And usually, what is it? If you scratch your finger, your head's cut off by the time it gets to the tenth person. So it's exaggerated and a whole lot worse than what it started. So in saying that, James's advice in confessing is share with someone that they be able to help you overcome whatever it is, say it is a trespass, uh, help you pass that where not only you can overcome it, but you grow stronger that you be able to help someone else that may be facing the same, see it, it's just a mingling. This huge, a continual mingling of spiritual activity, communications among Christians that enforces and strengthens the whole body. Mm -hmm. So that's the huge part of what we're talking about tonight is you have to have that in order for the fervency that James was talking about to even be present. Mm -hmm. If I don't care about knowing you, then probably not going to be real concerned about praying real hard, right? Mm -hmm.
2: That's
0: a good point. But if I know you, love you, appreciate you, care about you, then there's already something there that's weighing heavy in in this relationship that I'm going to really pour into it the effectiveness of fervent prayer. Okay? Amen. It's not saying that we don't pray for people we don't even know. Well, of course we do. Absolutely. Mama. But we're talking about body. Yes. We're talking about the body. The close-knit body. What should be. So... Uh, back to what we're talking here we're not finished up here back over in Ephesians um, these spiritual songs making melody meld in your heart to the Lord then he says giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and I stress this over and over many times give thanks together
2: yeah.
0: give thanks church thank God that's first what happens when we thank them? see what he's stressing here these are all relationship elements that he's talking about here in these few short scripts, same thing james was talking about relationships to be strengthened there's got to be confidence and there's again there's got to be something called trust right I, i'm going to trust you enough to confide in you and confess and i'll confess and confidence in you and trust you enough to know that you're not going to go tell somebody else you're gonna help me pray about this, and us together are gonna to overcome this. Now that can be one-on-one or a small group or whatever. Uh, again, there needs to be wisdom used when you disperse your personal issues. Okay.
1: Amen. All right. Yes. I got something right. I want to say on that. That's a really good point. You can't. And really, this is what's come to me is we can You can't actually be a body unless you're actually get involved. Right. You, you can't. Right. It's impossible. And so, you know, when we start thinking about how we get involved, and and I'm careful about how to say this because I know it's a little bit different for everybody. There's there's so many different reasons why we don't actually want to, you know, get maybe connected with the person sitting next to us, or really, like as Pastor said, he he puts it perfectly. You know, get to know, and that way we're invested. When you get to know somebody, you're invested, Mm -hmm. and I and I use that term as a personal term, not a not a loose term. So you get invested into that individual. Well, some of you have been hurt in your life. Some of you have been hurt by relationships and by nature, you automatically guard yourself. Mm-hmm. And so in order to actually do that, some of you have to actually jump over a little bit higher hurdles than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for those of you that it's easy for, uh, for the ones that struggle, you look at it and think, man, so <laughs> much easier for that person. You, know, you can see they, just, they seem to thrive in those, those groups, but others are more pulled back. It's harder to invest themselves because of past experiences. But listen, let me tell you this, that doesn't mean that the rules have changed. The rules are still the same, that we are stronger when we're invested in each other. So what that means is, is that regardless of the size of the mountain, regardless of the size of the emotion and the thing that you're gonna have to go go through in order to get to that point, at some point in time, you're gonna have to begin to exercise in that realm the area that God has put you in. Now, that may that may be just one person, and you may have to absolutely just give up everything in order to finally get uh, articulate your heart to one person. It's like, oh, it took everything I had. But if that's that one person that you do, then guess what? You've taken it that much step closer to forming a part of the body. And so then we're in it. We're vested, right? We're in it together. So I said that because that came to me because I know that a lot of you come from different backgrounds. And you come from different experiences. And so... I want to say that because it's the the things that God talks about in His Word. It's not an exception. You say, "Well, I've been hurt, so I'm going to kind of remove myself from the body. I'll show up, but I really can't get involved." We'll see. That affects everybody, though. Yeah, that's going to affect the the whole group. So I, I hope that's something that that uh, that can inspire you if you're dealing with that, but also encourage you that you don't have to take as big of a bite as everyone else does, or someone else does. You'll be intimidated by that. You take whatever step God has put in front of you, and it's good enough.
3: Yeah. I know uh, The thing that keeps coming to my mind is that, I don't remember where it is, the one where the person gets opened up and eaten by the earth because God told them not to uh, sit yeah. into the camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they did but that, and that one person affected everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's important that, that I try to keep myself as spiritually fit as I can and keep as much jibber-jabber out as well as it is everyone else around us. And if someone mm-hmm. else is dealing with something, they need to get it out in the open. So it's like, okay, you got this. Let's attack this thing. Kill it. Get it out of the camp so that we can keep marching forward. Yeah. That's a good point.
0: Something just came to me when you said that one destructive element in the the relationship is is uh um well actually there's several selfishness yeah Uh, yeah. we live in a selfish world Mm. yeah all about me uh you know if you're going to have a relationship a a good genuine healthy relationship you can't be selfish you got to be giving right there back to the scriptures if you're really going to apply this and really Have the kind of heart that Paul's talking about here in Ephesians and be able to generate spiritual songs and Psalms this is heart this is God heart music stuff okay right this is Holy Spirit inspired things you can't have that unless you get where you need to be and that's understand realize the importance of relationship with other Christians Going on here, uh, I think I said giving thanks to them. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. There, there's a key word: submitting. Um, easy to say, tough to do. Amen. Yeah. Somebody say submit. 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 easy to say would not it
3: yeah
0: now consider what that really means that means you give place not to yourself but somebody else. else right somebody else's really if you study it it means they're higher elevated than you are that's called humility too yes. yeah. and that has to be absolutely in the midst of a relationship uh, you know they're self-centered people that will have it no other way but their way and that's not going to work. Right, no, it's not long. going to work. There's a lot to learn in relationships. If you're married, you found that out. Yep. Yeah. You've been married. I've been. I'm still finding that <laughs> out. And I've been married a long time. Uh, some of you here as well. Uh, but we learn as we go. We grow as we go. Yeah. And the amazing thing, and this is something I, I want to point out, is sometimes relationships, they're not always rosy. Mm,
1: that's good.
0: Sometimes there's contentions rise, isn't there? Leave off the marriage stuff. We're not going to talk about that. I'm talking about just earthly Christian relationships. Sometimes they get a little contentious. Remember Paul and Silas? Mm -hmm. Was it Paul and Silas or Paul and Barnabas? Paul and Barnabas. Yeah, yeah. they had contentions over Timothy. Mm -hmm. Well, they had such a disagreement. They just parted company. Yes, they did. They come back later. Sometimes there's a season, I guess, that's necessary to separate. I'm going to say this real carefully. You've been around somebody so much that you just have to get some distance sometimes. Amen. Like that. That's okay. We got to do that, and that's that's something we need to realize. If it gets to the point of the contentious, I just need to kind of separate some or make some distance and for a little bit, and then we can come back together and, and straighten things out. But I'm sure everybody's had those instances. Um, but then uh, uh, continuing on here, um, there's a verse of scripture and. Uh, Paul said in uh, uh, Philippians 4 4, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. And that goes back again to the scriptures we opened with. When you begin sharing with each other what's in your heart, and you begin to develop, and I'll refer to it this way, a spiritual rhythm. Okay, hang on. Jesse was over here on the guitar tonight. I'm over here on the guitar. If I'm going to play in the key of G and Jesse's over here in C, what do you think it's going to sound like? Anybody knows anything about music? If he's going to play in 4-4 and I'm in 6-8, timing, what's that going to do? Everybody's going to leave because it's going to sound terrible. (laughs) Well, relationships can be much the same way. Relationships are about giving and taking. Giving and taking. It's not always about I get it all or that, you know, there's a lot of so, so many things involved in a relationship, so many ingredients for them to be healthy. I mean, really we could talk about it a week and never never get there, but this is just kind of a first page of the book, so to speak. Oh yeah. This is just the beginning yeah. phases. But we need to understand as Christians how important relationships are. And and what what uh, evolves from those or what should evolve from those relationships that people begin to to genuinely experience with each other these wonderful spiritual things that God's so waiting to bless
1: us with, but if we're not, then we're probably never going to receive it. Yeah, go ahead. Just quickly on the Paul and Barnabas, uh, uh story that he was mentioning there, they, uh, they, their, their fundamentals were sound, and and that's uh, we were actually Good talking point. about this in Sunday school. Uh, their fundamentals were sound. They they were both wanting and desiring the same thing. They just disagreed on how to go about doing it. And if you were to take what Paul and Barnabas had went through um, as as brothers in Christ, that kind of stuff splits churches up all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, Well, I think you should paint the outside of the church red. Well, I think it should be this color. And then before too long, you've got a click over here. That's the that's the red group. We got the blue group over here. Then we got the group that just didn't really care about either color over here. And then and you've got friction. And so, and the reason I'm saying that is because, um, and I'm going to just reiterate some of the things that we had said, this was weeks ago, but we, you don't have to agree on the non-essentials, okay? Now, we do, as Pastor said, you have to agree on the things of the, of the Word of God. We need to agree on these things. Yeah. This is what unifies us. But as far as is what color something needs to be, or even is going as far as your opinions on politics and I think it should be this way and I think it should be that way, that shouldn't be something that splits us up. No. That that shouldn't be that shouldn't be not the deciding factor. That should not make me upset with you or make me not want to talk to you or be a part of your life. But but this is what's happened over the years, that's exactly what's taken place. Is opinion has become more important than truth.
0: Yeah.
1: And therefore there can only be unity.
0: Yeah, you are not gonna say eye to eye all the time. Yeah. Um, in that um, there needs to be an understanding that it, it's okay to just disagree or agree to disagree because sure. yeah. yep. that's gonna happen that's human yep. uh, you know talking about the church being painted one color of the other <laughs> yeah you, you heard about the chandelier the church that wanted to put a chandelier up and they're fighting over it because half of church wants it the other half don't yeah. so they're in this big fight Finally, an old man stands up and he says, i got one question about this whole issue. Do we have anybody who knows how to play one of those things? (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It doesn't take much to disrupt relationships. That's right. It don't take much. And then the fire grows and gets bigger. So uh, maintaining, I mentioned that earlier, maintain good relationships. Sometimes the best advice that we can have is just seal this thing. We don't have to have the last word. We don't have to say anything. Sometimes, yeah, right. if we don't quite agree with something, hey, that's unless it's a really serious, damaging thing. We don't have to insert ourselves. Out. Just consider, take that's it, good. you know. And uh, but there's again, there's so many elements we can't cover them all tonight. Yeah. Anybody else out here? Go
2: ahead. Well, you can be just, uh, dis- you know, you can disagree as long as you're not always disagreeable. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Jim. Yeah. You can do it disagree with it and go on down the line and you'll find something to agree with on that later on. Yeah, you know, sometimes you
0: have to try. Yeah. To change your nature. Yeah. Uh yeah. But you know, we all gotta should be working on ourselves. Yeah. It's hard to do, I know. Um uh, you gotta sometimes take a good rough cob and work yourself over sometimes to get the <laughs> crusty true. stuff off. But uh it does us well when we do that. Yeah.
3: Sean. I was wondering if you guys were actually going to say it because I wrote it down a little bit ago. The fence will destroy unity. And there's sometimes, I've even done it's it good here. Neighbor.
0: Good fences not good neighbors.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you take offense to either something someone said or something someone did. And, and they may not have meant any harm by it at all. In their eyes, it was, I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. there are people that do that. Mm-hmm. And I probably was that person at one point in time. But in a church thing, usually somebody, if they offend you, it's like, man why did he say that or why did he do that why didn't they do this why didn't they do that why didn't they add me to this why didn't I get asked to do that and you take offense to things and you got to take that before God it's like Lord I know he didn't really probably mean anything by that Mm -hmm. or she whoever Mm -hmm. and it's like please help me to deal with this because Mm -hmm. I took offense to that I don't want to be angry at my brother or my sister for what they did or said or Lord forgive I know I'm probably done at one point in time I apologize ahead of time but uh we got to not be, we have to be okay with be offended sometimes. That's and, a good point. Mm-hmm. And That's just point. because it will just destroy your unity yeah. every time. Then we learn how to deal with it and we get seasoned. Yeah. But the devil's
0: over here with the fan. Oh, yeah. if there's an offense, it's like he meant well, he's dead. fanning that thing. He yeah. wants he wants it to grow and go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think everybody in here can say, yes, we've been offended multiple times by somebody oh, yeah. somewhere. For sure. Or, uh, yeah. But it's what you do with it. You're right.
3: Yeah.
1: I think there's a lot said in, in the fence thing you guys were just talking about there. I, I there's a lot I, you know there's a lot. Said. Oh, I, I can't. Can yeah. yeah. yeah, it you, know, that you answers, Yes. I mean, well, think about it spiritually though. I mean, they you know if you know some Christians have a chain-link fence around them, others have a 12 foot long proxy <laughs> fence. Yeah. <laughs> barbed wire. You know? Yeah, barbed wire on Electrical top. On <laughs> 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 you know, and I th- I think there's a lot. You know there's a lot said in that about well, you spiritually know, so how you approach
0: that the, the key is you respect my property I respect your property Here's the fence it's right. no big issue until it becomes an issue yeah right yeah. and people make it whatever but yeah I mean <laughs> that, that's good Uh you know there's there's two things that you know two things that'll get you killed real quick that's that's a fence or a dog issue yeah mess with the dog or mess with somebody's fence And it's, you know, think how crazy that is. Right. But again, people get fueled up over nothing really. And it can become a forest fire before you know what's going on. And then it's hard to put that thing out. Sure. So again, healthy relationships, the healthier, I believe, and it's reinforced, take two brothers and say there is an offense. If they already have a healthy relationship, to start with, then they're more than likely going to work it out. But if not, then there's probably going to be great division or even more damage. Yeah. N- not in all instances, because you know we, we all know the stories. But anyway, uh, good point. Good. Yeah. Don't sweat the small
2: stuff. What's that, King?
1: Don't sweat the small That's good. I mean, uh, some mountain is. Great teeth teeth moments over the littlest thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know she loves the smell of <laughs> We all got 'em. It <laughs> start something real quick. Yeah. but uh, just like the little foxes of mine. Yeah, just mm-hmm. the little things.
0: Yeah, you know, and this isn't mine. I read it somewhere a long time ago. Ask yourself three times if there's an issue. Is it going to matter in five minutes? Yeah. Is it going to matter in five days? is it going to matter in five years mm,
1: that's, yeah, that's good good
0: can answer because you know the bullet out of a gun can't be stopped you can't draw it back same way it is with a some kind of disagreement if it you know gets out of hand you, you know it just you just can't bring it back no. so it, use this thing here with this thing and, and uh, in all relationships and uh, we'll do what well. yeah yeah
2: What's saying to sit down and think about it? it was, yeah, huh? yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, not like it. Don't react instantly just because you got to. Not like that guy did on the news. Just went after and shot him because he was shoving snow mm-hmm. over and on his
0: land, over the property. Yeah,
2: and then went home and killed himself. Yeah, just see see how it just
0: escalates. Yeah, and we know who's in the middle of it. Again, yep. anytime there's an issue, then right. we know who's going to be right in the middle. Of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor, I think too if.
2: Uh, if the church would get a little bit more mindset of instead of um, mine realizing that everything you have technically is ours, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was our church. Yeah, exactly. blessed mm-hmm. to be a blessing, and yeah. if TVs you have for something, to, yeah, and somebody mm-hmm. needs it, then sure. it shouldn't even be. So I think
0: mm-hmm.
2: back to the yeah, you know,
0: that that I mean that's scriptural right out of the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. You know that that's how their survival, everything, basically they sold everything. Put it together, and it was each other's. Now, uh, that's that's some uh, great deep stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. How many times have we, have
2: uh, done something, said something, and then asked questions in a few minutes? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that several times, and asked myself, well, you know, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. That wasn't, e- that
0: wasn't even uh, in love. That was, that was something else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, I can say this, at least you caught it. Yeah. Right. A lot of folks don't and don't care.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, we're all human. and Nobody here is 100% perfect, and we're going to slip somewhere. Yeah. Maybe in a bad mood or whatever, say the wrong thing. But, uh, you know, kind of like don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Right. Take care of it while you can. Right now is while the best time. Don't let it linger and dwell because it usually gets bigger or worse. Good point. All right. We're about to wind her down here. Uh, what about you youngster, y'all got anything?
1: Y'all deal with a lot too.
0: A lot of relationships in school, isn't no, man. Yeah. Hmm. Anybody? Well, I better not go there, I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: but I don't think we have to give you a lesson on that. Uh, it can be a harsh world out there. But the church is calling me better
3: than
0: that, right? All right, we're going to close it up. Anybody got one last comment? We'll sure take it. And Brother Sean over here.
3: Uh, sometimes we put a fence up around that thing that we have in the darkness. And when somebody comes encroaching too far into it, it's like, hey, mm. no. Mm. It's like, I'm, you leave that alone. That's mine. I'll deal with that. Uh-huh. And I then should. we take offense from that. And yeah. We build a fence around the bad thing mm. that we need to kick out. And they think, I'll just leave it over here. It'll pop up every once in a while. I'll take care of it when it comes up. And, but when it comes up, it's too late. And it's just like a, a roaring lion just yeah. Get you. Then it goes back in the box again until yeah. next yeah. time. And somebody's like, hey, you got that fence around that thing. You need to take care of that that's like no I'm okay until it gets free again yep yeah. yeah. good point usually it doesn't get
0: better until you do take care of it. Yeah. good discussion very good appreciate your comments tonight uh, keep praying for the folks that are, uh, I think I know Stan's still in the hospital and I talked to him today and he was just kind of barely able to carry on the conversation it was very short yeah. he's in a lot of pain and a lot of problems with the uh, his appendix burst. And uh y'all all know what that does. Yeah. So he's dealing with that, and you know, he's in the hospital up on the city, and of course Terry's at home with yeah. issues, and um I know there's there's some more. I don't know I don't think to that extreme, but anyway, let's be sure and pray for all these. If y'all would let's stand. We'll dismiss in prayer. Terry's sister and Who? Terry's sister and, uh, yes. and so. yeah, Lisa. Yeah, and her yeah, her husband. Yeah, that whole thing is still like wildfire. Yeah, uh, keep praying about that. Uh, you know, you might say, "Well, I pray and I pray and it gets worse." We can't quit praying. No. Keep praying. This this stuff's trying to. Well, the devil's trying to scatter the church is what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In all yes. kinds of ways. Yes. Just what I've been talking about. Trying to dissolve relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Divide and conquer. Anyway, we know his mission, we know his tactics, so let's be prayerful, uh, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come tonight, we pray for these, Lord, that, that just, God, they just need your, your your healing. They need strength, God, they need minister to God in their bodies, and I pray for them tonight. We lift them up to you, Lord. Uh, we pray, God, Father, that your mighty healing hand would just touch them, Lord, and, and heal them. I pray for my wife, too, Lord, Guys, pray for this foot, God, to heal and, and to be made whole. I pray for our eyes, Lord. I ask you, God, to just enhance our vision, Lord, and improve it. And, Lord, just touch our whole body, Lord. And all these people here and their extended families, God, and those that, that are not here, God, we just pray for all of them. I ask you, God, minister to us all and help us, Lord, in this time. Uh, Lord, just to draw nearer to you, nearer to one another, Lord. The relationships we have to grow and to flourish. Uh, for Father God, that, that's our uh, vital to us. And we just thank you, Father, for the ability we have to be together, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen.